All right. Good morning. It is Wednesday, September 2nd, which is also VJ Day. And that doesn't mean the guys that used to be on MTV when MTV played music. But VJ is victory over Japan, uh, pointing back to the uh, Second World War. But for Section 336, today's an even more important holiday because it's World Coconut Day. And if you're familiar with Section 336, you know that at some point we got into the discussion about strawberries, coconuts, and uh, soft people, hard people. So we went with coconuts. We grabbed coconuts and started calling our listeners coconuts. So today, September 2nd, happens to be World Coconut Day. So that's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's those things where there's a holiday for every day. So I thought maybe I should start looking up some of these like holidays. If it's like, you know, talk like a pirate day, ice cream day, uh, stay on your head day, whatever day it is. So I figure why not take a look and see what those are. And it just happens to be that the first one I pull up is World Coconut Day. But hey, the Orioles had a good night last night as they beat the Net Mets 9-5. to It was nice to see the Orioles' bats alive again as Renato Nunez hit two home runs and Anthony Santander hit a home run that looked like a line drive. I don't know how that ball snuck out of there. And the Orioles ended up beating the Mets 9-5. to Mets are kind of struggling in the midst of their own losing streak. Thankfully, the Orioles now have two wins in a row. They are out of their losing streak and on their way to a winning streak. Other good signs from last night was Asher Wojciechowski, who made it through five innings, first time this year. I know that doesn't sound like a lot. It shouldn't be a big deal. That's what starters are supposed to do. But it's the first time Wojo's done that for us. This season, so we need to give him credit for that. Gave up seven hits, three runs, one of them being a dong. Uh, then we saw Tom Eshelman come in. I like Eshelman coming in out of the pen, but he also gave up a long ball, and that hurt. But here's the good part: the rest of the pen looked solid last night. As Paul Fry came in and got a strikeout in one inning, no runs. Harvey came in, got two strikeouts and only one hit. Tanner Scott came in and shut him down. So Paul Fry, Hunter Harvey, Tanner Scott, that is establishing as a really reliable part of our bullpen. So we got to be uh, we can be excited about that. Other Orioles news is that uh you know, now that we're past the trade deadline, Major League Baseball has updated their farm system rankings again. And if you remember Two years ago, before Michael Elias, we were 29-30. 28-29-30 is where we had been for years as we have the worst farm system in baseball. Last year, we had a bump, and we bumped up to 13. So, obviously, now we've got a bump as well because we now have moved up to number eight, five more slots. We're now in single digit for farm systems. Once you're in a single digit, you can say you have one of the best farm systems in baseball. That's really exciting. So the Orioles have one of the best farm systems in baseball. Um, And Major League Baseball says picking at or near the top of the draft a few years in a row has certainly helped. In addition to the first-round picks, they've added six total top 30 players in the 2020 draft and even added some depth with some sneaky good trade deadline deals. And that's what Section 336 talked about this week is 
those deals got three guys into our top 30. That's huge. And that is big, uh, a big, great job from Mike Elias. Uh, right now, our, we have a few top 100 prospects in baseball. Of course, Adley Rushman, who's number four overall. Grayson Rodriguez, who's number 38 overall. Heston Kirstead, who's number 64 overall. And D.L. Hall, who's number 73 overall. So there we're looking at four people in our farm system who are ranked not just in our farm system, but in the top 100 prospects in baseball. So there's stuff to get excited. That's stuff where, as we talked on Tuesday, it all points to 2023. Also, I got a question. Yesterday, Larry Hogan came out. Governor Larry Hogan came out and said that on Friday, Maryland begins stage three, which means all businesses are allowed to be open with certain restrictions. And it is for 75% now allowed for retail and for churches, theaters, and outdoor concert venues can open up at 50%. So here's my question. Hey, Orioles, you have 12 more home games. I'll give you, I won't count tonight, 13. I won't count tonight. I won't count this weekend. You have another home series that starts in two weeks with Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a uh, double header, so we will. So we were talking seven games. Any chance you can open up Camden Yards at fifty percent or less, so that we can come on up? I'll hop on a plane right away, and we can go see some Orioles and visit. Camden Yards, which we all miss so much. I don't know. I don't know if they'll do that. I don't know how much the Orioles have already said, hey, nothing this year, or how much Major League Baseball dictates that. But if everything else is opening up in the state, why not the stadiums? Of course, at the same time, the Ravens have already announced that they're not going to open up to fans. And uh, who knows? Meanwhile, you got the Saints who have a plan to let fans in, and they just need to get the local authorities to approve it. But who knows? Maybe the Ravens got a little bit ahead of Larry Hogan and the Maryland uh, state government with their lack of fans. But anyway, last thing I've got for you today is Chris Davis. Because I know it irritates Matt whenever we talk about Chris Davis, so this will be the Chris Davis show. Because we're not going to be talking about it that much in Section 336 because he always pushes back. But Cody cannot stop talking about Chris Davis. Fun fact about the Anchor app is that you can only leave one-minute messages. So I'll make this quick. I went back and listened to the previous question in our previous discussion, and you really didn't answer the question on what to do with Chris Davis. Chris Davis is still owed another $17 million next year. Chris Davis is owed an additional $17 million in 2022. So if the Orioles are going to cut him, when do they do that? Uh, And what's going to be the take if Chris is able to get on with another team? Uh, Let's be honest, Chris Davis looked great in spring training. Uh, In my opinion, he really didn't get a ton of at-bats this year. Obviously did not look great. But as you look around, take, for example, the Texas Rangers, um, it's not all that far off from what uh, their first baseman is performing at. 
Um, and who's to say that uh, another team won't pick him up and give him a shot? And what's that going to look like for the Orioles? Uh, just your, I, I'm interested in your take. When do the Orioles cut Chris Davis, uh, and what's that look like? Thanks for the pod. All right. Remember, you can use the Anchor app or any audio recording uh, device, phone, whatever, and send us in your messages as well. I like that Anchor app. Keeps them to one minute. I think that's a good time line and something that we can work with. So thank you, Cody, for sending that in. And I'll answer your question. The Orioles have no plans to cut Chris Davis. Oriole fans have a lot of plans to cut Chris Davis. But the Orioles have no reason to. They don't save money if they cut Chris Davis. They, it only hurts them. All right, so say you said they can cut Chris Davis and he'll sign with another team. Okay, well, now they're paying Chris Davis and another team is paying Chris Davis. And they don't get anything out of Chris Davis if he turns it around. You're right, Chris Davis looked good at spring training. So there you go. That's something to build on for next year. This year, it's really easy to just hide him for the rest of the season. Blame the injury. Blame the stress of COVID. We all know this is a weird season anyway. You can't really get a rhythm going. You got a lot of stuff outside of baseball that you're worried about. You can't focus. We know that Chris Davis's problem is a focus problem. At least that's my assumption since Adderall seemed to work for him when he was able to take it. You try again to get him an Adderall approval by Major League Baseball. I don't know why Major League Baseball wouldn't approve it. All you got to do is say, look at the last three years of Chris Davis. Clearly, he can't focus. Clearly, he has a focus problem. Give him the drug. And then you give him another chance in spring training. And it's going to drive Oriole fans crazy. And we're going to have this discussion again next February or this February about whether or not Chris Davis should be on this team. But it does you no good to cut him until 2022, 2023. So it's, you're not looking at it next year. Next year, he's got another shot at this team. For good, for bad, Chris Davis is sticking around. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick. Because it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.